Welcome to Awaken Life Radio, a podcast about being a spiritual being, having a human experience in a world gone mad. Each week, we will discuss how you can heal yourself, cultivate your intuitive superpowers, and be a sacred vessel for planetary healing. I am your host, Narayani Gaia. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Life Radio. I am here today with one of my beloved mentees, Janet Hoffman. Hey, Janet. Hello, Narayani. Yay. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thanks for being spontaneous and saying yes one hour before we do it. <laughs> we just came out of such a beautiful immersion circle with our community of women that are doing deep dives into transformational work. And like I do a lot with Janet, I just pop in like, hey, do you want to just share this whole thing that you had no idea that you were going to do and speak about blah, blah, blah. And she's always like, I can do it. I could do it. <laughs> and says yes at the edge of the comfort zone. So thank you for being a great example of showing up at the edge of your comfort zone. I think transformational work you know, is really about being able to to be at the edge of your comfort zone, not not because we want to suffer, but because it's what it takes to rebirth. Yes, I definitely feel that and really feeling inspired of uh, being in day four of a food cleanse um, with intention. And wow, it's it's past that three-day hump and it seems like the energy's coming, the inspiration's coming, and and really, really clearing the vessel and preparing for what's new. I love it. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, when we run group trainings and when we work privately with clients, we take them through a cleanse. So at least twice a year, in addition to my own cleansing, I'm doing cleansing with a group. And so our group is four days into our one week cleanse right now. And it's really amazing. And we're going to talk today about cleansing and clearing, but not so much just in the nutritional way, um, more in the energy underneath what's running the show kind of a way. And we're going to talk about outer cleansing, cleansing space, clearing energy. And we're also going to be getting into the inner purification that really supports you in going through transformation and rebirth. And Janet and I have been working together for, gosh, two years already? Two years this summer? Will it be two years this summer or three years? Three years this summer. And we've seen each other go through so many changes and we've seen dozen or several dozen women um, at this point, go through a lot of changes together. We did a big event. We've done some other other kinds of healing trainings. And it's just so much more fun to do it together and to support transformation together. And so it's an honor to introduce you guys to one of my favorite little ladies, Janet fucking Hoffman, as we call her in very spiritual circles. <laughs> so she called herself. So. Um, so Janet, so we're going to get into some of these questions. We have a list of questions 
that um, have I've received from my community. I spread it out far and wide and all the networks and I got some really good juicy questions from my women's business coaching group that I'm in, that I'm part of around clearing energy. So we're going to really just lean right in with those. We're going to answer some questions and then we're going to get into um, some of the ways that we can also do inner clearing so that you can really feel like you have clear understanding of how to start to work with energy in your life because we are made of energy. Life is made up of very subtle um, neutrons and protons and electrons and like light, basically. Uh, And we won't be getting too much into that today, but I don't know. Maybe we will. Let's see what wants to happen. So if you're ready, Janet, we could start um, getting into the questions. And I've asked Janet to read the questions so we can answer them and discuss them really efficiently. So stay present for this um, talk. We're going to do it quickly and efficiently so you could get as much information today as possible so you can stay clear as we come into the spring season, which is a great time for clearing inner and outer spaces. So going to jump right in. Uh, First question would be, I would like to know how sage actually works. Great question. Like, how does it work that you fill a house with smoke and it clears energy, right? Because we think of smoke as toxic. It's like smoke is like carbon dioxide, right? But so I just want to back that for a second because carbon dioxide comes from burning fossil fuels. And so we want to start to understand, first of all, before we get into all the different ways to clear energy or clear space, that plants have spirits and that they are their own entity and their own energy and their own sovereign beings in co-creative relationship with the natural world. I love what our friend, um, my friend Laura Eisenhower said once, which is that we belong on Mother Earth because all the natural medicine we need to heal and survive exist here. And if we were not from here or supposed to be here, we wouldn't have all these things provided for us here. Profound, right? Absolutely. Right. So sage is one of these gifts and we know sage as being native to North America, but sage, there's different varieties of sage that exist around the world. And um, I can speak from my experience as being in a relationship with a Dakota chief, which is he would call chief would call um, saging um, azalea, which is purification, which actually azalea refers to purifying, not just with sage, anything where you're smudging. And then we have, of course, my friend Tangelina, who was like, we're not going to use the word smudging anymore because it sounds like you're like making a smudging. We don't want to smudge it. We want to clear it. So we call it saging or clearing. So I invite you guys who are listening to pick up and play with those. So sage, like all plants, have met our medicine. And we'll be talking more about like finding your own medicine. But there's been not just indigenous wisdom that sage helps purify, but also scientific information that sage, when burned in the air, clears over 90% of bacteria, of toxic bacteria from the air. 
So we've come to see that it actually clears. It's like somehow it absorbs and carries away the toxins. So that's how I've come to see how sage works in that way. And of course, there's many ways to use sage, sage tea, um, because all the elements love to interact with plants. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later. But that is how it works from a scientific perspective. And of course, it's a sacred medicine and um, it's used for purifying space, personal space, ceremony space, and generally the medicine is purification for sage. I do just want to add, um, coming from a home where I've had sensitive children, um, there can be some sensitivities to the burning of sage as well. So be cautious and, and play maybe outside first before bringing it in the home. Um, so, you know, you're not filling your home with something that's maybe um, causing some uh, reaction of some sort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saging outside is really good um, when you're saging your body. And there's a whole bunch of questions about sage. So we'll be talking a bit of, uh, more about that today. But yeah, if you start lighting it up and start, somebody asks some question, we'll get into about, you know, what happens when it burns and burns and burns, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, so next question, is there anything you can do wrong when clearing? Mm. Well, like when we work with the 12 sacred themes and embodied meditation, you know, the first thing that we always look at when we're looking to either clear the past or manifest working with personal energy is intention. So I would say the first and most important thing is to say, what is your intention? Right? So oh, absolutely. Intention is everything. With Yeah. Caring. Yeah. So um, if you think, oh, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Well, that's how you're going to feel. So if you set an intention and witches and shamans know this, I have a great talk I did many years ago with Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., who spoke about the power of awareness and his whole messaging is what you intend is how things go, where you stand, how you, how you perceive. So the answer to that is set the intention um, to, um, you know, to clear energy and in a good way um, and to ask, you know, spirit to take those things that are no longer serving and to, to leave those that you need. Something like that could be a great intention. Okay, next question. Yes. Uh, is Palo Santo as effective as sage? Okay, so again, and I want to hear your take about Palo Santo in a, in a minute here as well. Palo, um, Palo Santo and sage are different plant spirits. So they have their own energies. So it's important when either buying or harvesting or quote you know using medicine to see them as relatives right because we're all related everything's connected we know this from our indigenous uh, my indigenous relatives teach this and the the reality is that everything um, has its own medicine so it's effective, but it's a different kind of a medicine. Personally, I have certain allies that I work with, certain plant allies. And if you don't know your plant allies, you definitely can find them. So it's important that we nurture our relationship with our specific plant allies. This is akin to like spirit guides, 
too. Like we have certain, you know, maybe somebody has more of an affinity to work with Mother Mary. Someone has more of an affinity to work with Buddha. We have affinities within our soul, within our unique designs to work with certain plant allies and certain medicines, certain foods you digest really well. Other ones, somebody else might, but you don't. So plants are no different. Personally, Palo Santo is not... um, one of my major allies, I've been given some Palo Santo. I usually burn it a little in the bathroom, but I haven't done a lot of ceremonies on the altars from, which is so funny because I had a dream last night about a condor, a mountain condor. So maybe I will be working more with Palo Santo, but Palo Santo is often used, um, is from uh, like South America and is used in a lot of ceremonies from those altars, from those Southern altars. So um if you feel the affinity, you can also do sacred journeying with a plant. You could sit before you burn it, hold it in your hand, meditate, and just ask it to speak to you. You could do create it, light a candle, say a prayer, do creative writing. But um, Palo Santo generally, I know as like a, it's like it sweetens the air in my experience. Like it's just like a puff of like, of like awakening. I'm not sure, but that would be my intuitive hit. What's your experience with Palo Santo? So I've worked very closely with Palo. Um, Palo Santo is actually Spanish for holy wood, and it's used a lot in the, I think, the Reiki um, community because it is gentle. Um, it, it's a very light smoke. Um, the the scent is very sensitive, um, so it doesn't really affect us when we breathe it in, but it's great for clearing negative energy and things mm-hmm. within our aura. Um, I remember my Reiki practitioner, Bindi Johnson, at the end of you know my, my Reiki sessions, just really going over my body and I could literally feel the, the things that no longer served me just being pulled out of me. Um, however, she was waving it over me. I could just really feel that energetics. Mm. Um, so yes, br- bringing it into smaller spaces i believe for me my experience is safer yeah um, not as a as much smoke right yeah you don't need to try to keep it lit my experience is like puff like it just kind of it's like awakening and it alerts the senses and i love that story you just told because i'm guessing that was your practitioner's intention so again her intention at the end of the session is just a final like right? Or even your soul's unconscious intention. That's why you perceived it that way. So we also each have our own relationships with the plants and we might perceive and experiencing. Same thing when I do energy healing. I have a different experience than how you might get guidance when you do energy healing. So, and that's a whole nother topic we could talk about more. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Can you space clear wrong and cause negative unattended unintended effects. So again, intention, 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 right? So can you cause unintended effects? Well, if your intention is unconscious, then you can cause an unintended effect. So we advise you to be as conscious and deep as possible when working with energy because energy is the Thing that makes up things. Energy creates things. Thoughts come into form and small particles create matter. Think of a seed in an egg, create a whole new life. The sparkle in the eye of your grandpa is what conceived your parent, one of your parents, right? So it's the very subtle energy that creates things. So 
So be as aware and deep as possible. And I like to always drop into my heart. So like if your intention is love, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. But listen to your intuition. And we're going to talk a little bit at the end of um, our um, session today about you really tuning into your intuition and kind of what it takes to clear your personal energy so you can do that. Um, I think that'll be helpful. But can it affect unintentionally, unintentionally? When I hear that, I think that there's fear tainting the intention. And so we want to, um, maybe before you do any clearing for anyone else, clear yourself. And we'll talk more about how to do that soon. Great. I like that. Mm-hmm. What would be more sustainable suggestions that you have for herbs other than endangered white sage? preferably linked to Celtic or English lineages. Great. So I am not trained in Celtic or, or, or um, English lineages, to, to be honest. Um, I'm much more um, trained in North American. You know, I have some basic training. I went to herb school and had... Um, you know, like 125 hours of herb school training. And I also had a native partner. So I learned a lot with him and also studied with a midwife. And, you know, so I've learned things from Ayurveda, but not so much Celtic and English. So I invite you, if that's something that you seek, um, to pray for and seek out a teacher or medicine person who specializes in those lineages. I think it's important to follow the desire to connect with certain plants and lineages, um, first of all. Um, And then, the second thing is the the first, which is the first part of the question around um, how to um, really respect um, and work with endangered, not not over harvest endangered plants. Um, the first answer is if you're purchasing, say sage, then purchase directly from people that are harvesting sustainably. So find out the source of where the plant is coming from. Now, when it comes to harvesting your own plant, there's a one little trick that you could see if you say you find a field of sage. Um, one is, you know, always offer tobacco and speak to the earth. And if you don't have tobacco and you have some tea or, or some water, you could pray with some water and offer some water to the land. But always making offerings before you personally harvest is important. And then listen, listen for the guidance. Is the, is the tree kind of showing herself to you? Is the plant waving in the wind? I've seen plants be like, I'm over here, harvest me over here. And that is the spirit of love that is deeply embedded as my... um. One of my Dakota brothers, Lauren Zephyr, he teaches, you know, all plants are unconditional love. He said, all plants have the frequency of unconditional love. So they want to love you. They want to play with you. There's been so much ignoring of, of the magic. So we want to honor them through doing offerings and then listening. And so when you're going to harvest, you want to look where is the mother tree or the mother plant. So you look around, is there a plethora If you see like, say, one dandelion in a field, don't pick the one dandelion. But if there's, you know, hundreds in one area and don't just pick them in one little section so you leave a hole, you know, go through the whole area and see which ones want to be offered to you. So bringing the spirit of um, honor and respect to the land and come with love and a willingness to receive it and share it in a sacred way and that will protect you. 
if you don't want to support China um, imported sage that's harvested and grown in warehouses, you know, then find out, do your research, contact the company. Where do they harvest it? Um, but there's different kinds of white sage and there's nothing wrong with harvesting. If there's a field there where it's there, it will grow back next season if you harvest it in a respectful way. Thank yeah? you for your wisdom on that topic. Yeah. How, how can we apply this practice without cultural appropriation? Yeah. So similarly, coming with honor and respect um, is everything. So making offerings is important. If you ever get a chance to do sweats or meet Native people who are keepers of wisdom um, of the land where you live, you know, offering tobacco is always a good bet to them if even you have a question about something spiritual. So you want to offer tobacco. Um, Cultural appropriation is an interesting topic. I, I've brought this to some of my Native family and coming also from a lineage of yoga where I'm like, my name's Narayani, right? Which is like a Sanskrit name. And like, it was given to me by an Indian guru that has an altar that has all faith altars on there. So I was trained to teach yoga to people from all cultures and all religions from an enlightenment lineage from the Himalayas. So I have all these yogic teachings that I carry, but I'm a white Jewish girl. So is that cultural appropriating if I'm teaching yoga? Well, not if you were, I, I don't feel like I'm out of integrity when I've gotten blessings from my teachers of certain lineages. So seek out teachers, seek out mentors, um, and don't um, do things appropriate. You know, like wearing a headdress with like a bikini top is disrespectful because if you ever hang out with Native women, you find that there's a reason that like one of my sisters said, you know, you cover yourself in ceremony because you... Um, and I don't say, I don't always say the names because a lot of my spiritual sisters and brothers don't want their names said publicly. So, um, but anyway, just wanted to name that. Um, but she's say you cover your shoulders, not because there's anything wrong with your sexuality, but because it helps men not be distracted in ceremony. And you're not pulling all this energy because women's sexual power is so amazing, right? And then eagle feathers are something that's owned, that's um, earned. It's not something that you just buy. So, you know, be aware if you're buying sacred objects and then using them that, you know, there's some controversy. But if you say a prayer and spirit guides you somewhere to buy a rattle and you honor that animal in your own way and you honor the people who brought that to you through the whole line and you give thanks for it, then you you are moving the energy in a good way. And you can even transmute it if it wasn't always in that taken in that good way. We have the power to shift the way things are. Um, so I I was talking again with one of my native sisters about this because my niece asked me this question about cultural appreciate uh, cultural appropriation and using sage. And I told her to come out to the res with me. It's like, come, let's do some ceremony, you know, but I also have like Reiki training and I have energy. I've I have my own teacher in energy clearing. I have my own modality now that's come out of years of my own practice and awakening experiences. And so it's important that you feel in integrity within yourself. If you're not sure if you're in integrity, then you probably aren't. And then it's important to seek elders and teachers that can help clear any confusion that you are having. Um, and one other thing is also to name the tradition and the lineage, which I've 
I do my best to do. This comes from this nation. This comes from these people. I learned this from this teacher. So, and so on and so on. Anything you want to add to that, Janet? I just, it, it sounds like, like what you're saying is just to really honor and, and honor, honor the lineage, honor the culture and honor what's, what's being called, in, you know, of you and in you um, be in alignment with, with how you're using the cleansing. Right. Or like cultural appropriation. Like if you're like, you know, if you're like, this is my, if you're arguing for it, it's not very respectful. Like I have the right, like everyone else, that's not coming in a humble way to like give thanks for the plant or the teachings that you're receiving. So if you feel like you need to argue to defend it, then you may want to do some clearing on yourself <laughs> and we'll talk about that. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. For those that are empaths, highly sensitive, pick up energy, etc. Many of our students I work with are especially now with when there is such chaotic energy out there, they're picking up even more. We don't know anything about empaths, Janet, do we? <laughs> Just a little bit. I think that was my intention today to to let go of the energy that is not mine. Mm, it was be, be aware of that aware of that. Yeah. Do you want to answer that question? I I can I can talk about it a little bit for sure. Okay. Um, learning, being attuned to Reiki, really opened me up to being really sensitive to others' energy because that's the the practice. I'm I'm helping energy move. I'm helping um, people heal with their own natural ability and in their own pace. So when when you're really not aware of how powerful energy is, you can sometimes get sensations that are not yours and really being clear with them and aware of them and even ask them specifically, is this mine? Maybe what it would like to say and, and um, honor it and just know that it's yours and, and, you know, use your own clearing modality. I like, um, I like breathing, um, you know. We'll talk about the inner work in a minute. Sure. Um, like the themes. You know, so yes, mm -hmm. it, being an empath, you do take on, you can take on others' energy. So it is important to be very aware. Yeah. Well, I like what you're saying. Um, I like what, I like what you're learning and what you're sitting with today, which is like asking, is that mine? Is that not mine? Um, I have one huge thing that I want to say about it, which is, um, kind of a lot of what the book is on and what the body of work that we do is about with the 12 sacred themes, um, the coaching method and meditation and mindfulness method that um, we work with is um, and Lania, Lania Desmond, my, one of my main spiritual mentors taught me this. I'm going to be interviewing her this season, which will be amazing on Awaken Life Radio as well. Uh, but it's, it has to do with thinking of instead of being affected by the energy that's around you as an empath, you affect the energy, right? So we know with the 12 sacred themes and Awaken Life School, what we do is we make sure that you're feeling through and really being with what comes up. So 
this, not everyone's going to want to hear this, but I'm going to say it. Everything that comes up is yours to work through. It may not be your fault and you didn't consciously take it on, but whether it's ancestral and not yours to live out or somebody else's in the rooms that you feel, if you're experiencing in it, there's a resonance within your field that in some way has attracted it so that you can experience that. And actually what we find when we work with people taking them through the embodiment method that we do at the school, and we are starting a training later in the spring and Janet's going to be working again um, with our groups and, and privately with people and I work privately with people on this. Once you get to a point where you take full responsibility for everything you're experiencing in your life, it's a total game changer for how you navigate through how energy comes. But first of all, before you can do that, you have to learn how to move through the trauma that you might be carrying. Because when people do not move through trauma, they cannot come into belief that they have the freedom to create a different reality because they'll be arguing for their victim status. And when empathy is used and sensitivity to argue for your victim status, there's nothing wrong with you. It just really means that you haven't worked through the pain that you've endured from trauma. What we see is when people work through their trauma through feeling through and working with, and we're going we're gonna to take a few minutes and talk about this. I hope you have time, Janet, to in a little bit. But we're going to talk about how to work through clearing your energy personally, not just with plants, but with intention. When you work through those deep roots that are holding you feeling like life happened to you and they start to dismantle, space starts to be created for you to experience lightness and love in a way that opens you up for creating the kind of environment where you no longer need to regularly absorb others' energy around you. So I hope that makes sense. Yes. yes. Okay, next question. <laughs> Any feedback on using white angelica oil to help repel negative energy? It's an essential oil blend of sweet almond oil, bergamot, myrrh, geranium, sandalwood, and five more various oils. It's a lot of oil. I enjoy the smell and wonder if it relaxes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the smell and wonder if that relaxes me and let me focus on my client better without absorbing their energy. Okay. So, um, you know, whatever works. I mean, really. It's like if you, again, if plants are allies, even essential oils have devas. So they have spirits. But there's been a very much an over-harvesting. I use essential oils. I used to do a lot of essential oil blending. I do a lot less of it now when I make products. I usually like to work with the plant essences more and do infusions with herbs and not dominate them with essential oils. I mean, Susan Weed, who's one of the top herbalists in the world and like fierce goddess goddess mothers of you know western herbology is like so anti-essential oils because she doesn't think they're sustainable um i'm not gonna be <laughs> like a little flower just fell on my computer they're just like hey don't forget about the flower so again there's plants 
Look at this. I don't even know. Oh, it's a plum. It's from the plum tree. It's a plum flower. Hey. Um, so, um, you know, honor the plants, connect with the spirits of the plants. You can also connect with the spirits of a bunch of plants. Think of them like devas. So they're like entities and little energies that are guardians, um, like little sparks of light. And, um, tune into your body if you feel like that protects you and it works amen sister like great um you know sometimes it could be a lot and it could they could be really dominating so i think with oils like less is more um because it's it's subtle and we can work on a lot more subtle energy but it's also, I think, a beautiful protection to anoint yourself with oils is such a blessing. So try to get organic and, you know, sustainable oils. I really like oils from Mountain Rose Herbs and White Lotus Aromatics are two companies I like essential oils from. Um, I, yeah, this, this specific one, organic. White Angelica, is coming from Young Living. Yeah. It's a Young Living blend. So I don't know Young Living because I always rebelled against those like high-end multi-level marketing essential oils because I like to buy from the farms that actually make them. I I can talk a little bit about um, the last statement without absorbing their energy. Um, I know personally for me, Mm. um, being a healing practitioner in Reiki and intuitive healing, um, learned by Narayani Gaia, um, having a really much. clear, <laughs> yeah, having a really clear grounding before, before your session and actually being, um, uh, having a practice of clearing energy. Yeah. Um, after your session. Yeah. Um, so this person is a coach, but even just as a coach, really staying grounded, really making sure that your grounding is the number one thing to not take on other people's energy. Absolutely. Great. Right. Amen. Okay, next question. <laughs> Thanks. Is self, in quotations, clearing the same as space clearing? Are you doing it wrong if the herbs continually stop smoking and you have to relight it? Good question. Great question. Yeah, I have the same thought. So self-healing is really important because if you continuously have to clear the outer space to feel better, you may not be doing the inner self work. So self-healing is the most important because when you're clear, you can transmit clearing energy. And you can clear energy with your mind. You know, Janet and I, we're both remote healers. So we work through the time-space continuum and we're trained from lineages and teachers that teach us that you know, Janet and Reiki and I do essence work. And so there's that, there's that connection to, um, to intention again and consciousness. That's not, that's not limited, but anyway, I'm going on a tangent. Wait, what was the question? Um, (laughs) Are you doing it? Are you doing it wrong? If the herbs continually stop smoking and you have to relight it. That was the second part. Yeah. Again, I, I would say on that one, you know, no, but like what, like there's no, like the word wrong is a little, like a, a little, like if you say, am I doing it wrong? I think the question would be like, um, like how can I answer that? Like, just give me a second. I, I, I'm getting a lot of thoughts at once kind of a moment. 
So plants, again, are have spirits. So the question is, what is what's coming up for you when your sage isn't lighting? Is your energy off? Which may be why you're lighting the sage. <laughs> if it's not burning, or is there, I don't know, what's the environment? Is there a big wind in the space? Is it still damp? Um, it, and psychically, you could be like, eh, I'm really frustrating. So you're not really paying attention to the subtle things that are needed. Um, learning how to, um, again, set an intention and clear, um, cleaning the environment is, is important. Physically, even clearing the environment is important. Um, and you can do that even like if you want to do some saging, you may want to take a shower or just take a deep breath. Sage yourself before you sage a space. What's your, do you have an answer for that one? No, that was a good last ad. Uh, I've learned also um, to, if you're going to mm-hmm. not, you, you mentioned earlier, smudge isn't the best, but to yeah. cleanse your yeah. aura with smoke, um, you, you should always do yourself first and then the space. Mm-hmm. And what we know as healers is that you know, because as healing practitioners, is that you can actually clear your space with your intention. And we, we are going to leave a few minutes, if you can, um, to um, talk about how you guys can do some personal energy clearing without plants too, because you are powerful medicine. You, as my friend, my new friend, Asha Frost says, you are the medicine. It's like you have that power to connect to that spirit as well. And to wrap up the questions, do you wipe out the good energy and love in a space when you clear out the bad? Go ahead, Janet. (laughs) I I would have to say no. Um, I don't think the good energy will clear out unless that's your intention. So if your intention is really focused on on the negative and uh, what you no longer want in the space if love or in good is all that's left then you've done the done the work i think that's a great answer and i i want to take it a little wide real quick so first of all like what is energy right so energy is life life force if something has no energy we call it like dead but even something that's dead still has energy, a decaying energy that goes back to the earth. So people call negative energy, like what is that? So in our experiences doing energy work and being coaches that train people to work with their energy, we see that quote unquote negative energy is usually like constriction, contraction, and that creates disease and that's based on thoughts of separation, limitation, fear, judgment, um, victim mindset and codependent patterns. So when we look at something like um, what is it that um, that is staying in the space, you know, good energy is life, is life-giving, right? Bad energy is often thought of as like death or decay, but it's actually part of the cycle. So what is it exactly that you're clearing? Are you clearing the fear, the anxiety? What is your intention? Or what are you clearing? Because life wants to blossom in the right condition. 
if I'm cleaning out the weeds in my garden, which are medicine, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, but if I'm, you know, if I'm making space in my garden for new plants to emerge, there is no really no good or bad. There's just creating space. So I think it's a little more neutral. The love is in your own heart. If you're like you just said, if you're holding that love and you want to fill it with love, once you clear, you may want to call in the love or plant the seeds once you clear your garden. So that's why um, when we do inner work around energy work, we train you to work with your own energy. And I want to talk real quick about that, how we can clear our own energy through certain natural steps, kind of like if you want to run, learn to crawl. Once you crawl, learn to walk. Once you walk, you start running. But if you start running before you crawl, then you have developmental issues. So same thing with working with energy. Learn to ground first. Work with the connection. Feel connected so you could feel safe. If you're not grounding, start with grounding. That's the number one thing, to not take on other people's energy and to stay clear. So will you talk about the second thing? Because grounding is the foundation when we look at clearing our own personal energy. And we're just going to talk a little bit about clearing energy um, in yourself so that you're not taking on other people's energy. So you're working with what is yours and you're starting to build a container to feel really clear and to be able to get clear at will. So I find that grounding is the first thing because I was a massage therapist for 20 years and people used to always ask me, how do I not absorb everyone's energy? And it was always when I ground, I'd started running my own energy, which really is the answer. It's like running your own energy. What does that mean? So with the 12 sacred themes, we teach about working with each of these energies. So Will you talk about the second energy? Of course. Um, I just want to touch upon uh, grounding really quick. It's important to really feel connected uh, to to the earth and nature. And having that safety net really prepares us for getting into our feelings and into our body and what's going on there. And noticing... um, negative feelings or even joyous feelings and really breathing through that and, you know, allowing things to clear naturally within your, within your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you feel into it, it, not, it, it, and you give yourself time to feel into it, say you have a certain dynamic, like people want to clear, like, their frustration they feel with someone in their lives, when you really feel and own what you're feeling, because no matter what, whether it's yours or them, theirs, you're the one who's experiencing it. So this is when it's really good to have some one-on-one coaching or join a group training because we start to teach you how to decode your feelings. But a simple way that I think is important, Janet, is like, looking at the energy there, like, what is that? Where do I feel that in my body? Like, what's going on there? Oh, I feel a constriction in my liver. Oh, let me just breathe into that. Okay, damn, I've been eating way too much greasy food. Or maybe you don't have that kind of a clarity. Maybe you're like, I just feel so frustrated. I've been frustrated with this person and this drama that I keep manifesting for years and years and years. Let yourself breathe and feel through that. Maybe you need a good cry. Maybe you haven't been exercising. Listen to your body. What is it saying? And then get the guidance from your body to feel through it. Because to feel is to heal. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And then we go into love. We go into theme three, we go into self-love. So honoring yourself, Janet and I both had a big breakthrough on this yesterday. We were chatting about personal issues where we were dealing with where we felt like um, we were triggered by, can I talk about this? Of course. Okay. About like being in difficult confrontational conversations and when we feel like there's this competitive vibe and, and how it feels in the body and how uncomfortable it is. But as leaders, we want to be able to um, stand for love and speak our truth and take a stand for, for other people and lifting them up. And so we did this practice that we both did around like honoring our own feelings in these dynamics that we were both experiencing in our life. Because that's what we do with the theme work, right? It's that love. So so we honor what's there through really being in your heart and being with what... Um, what is and just going, it's okay. I'm frustrated. I'm okay. You know, and um, connecting to that spirit of um, kindness and compassion for yourself for being human, you know. And from there, clearing naturally happens. I feel like those first three things are the things that helps you, the energy start to clear. So when you want to personally clear, you know, are you grounded and connected? How are you listening to your feeling body? And then are you honoring what you feel? Not necessarily screaming and fighting for it, but literally taking a breath with your hand on your heart going, can I just honor that I've been carrying around this stress or this is difficult? And what happens then is you start to not need to take on other people's energy or blame them because you're starting to transmute your own energy. And from there, we do some clearing practices. Do you want to share one or two of the clearing breathings where we can clear stories and then we can kind of um, just wrap it up? Sure. Um, so with clearing uh, a, a specific story or something that no longer serves us within our energy body, um, we can connect to the sound of and connecting to the white light and uh, you can either go side to side and or you know um, kind of up to the sky and just really releasing it and really uh, kind of tuning in and visualizing the the thoughts of what's holding you back or, or things that are really wanting to be let go transmute and, mm -hmm. and leave the body Mm -hmm. And the side to side, just so you guys listening, just to be clear, we do that with a, it's like a recapitulation Toltec practice that is funny because this came to me many years ago, but then I saw a video of Montag Chia did it and I was like, it's a thing where you basically turn your head to one side and you connect to the feeling of um, the intention to clear and you turn your head and you make a sound like a snake and you turn it all the way to the right and then again, you inhale and then you turn it all the way to the left. You could also shower. You could also clear your energy with the other elements with water, jump in the ocean, jump in a tub, do salt tubs are very important. You could sweep your whole body. You uh, could actually, yeah, go I, ahead. I really love um, clearing with fire. Um, I'm a water sign, so fire for me is uh it's really the opposite and i find that it really works energetically um when i'm letting things go i might write it on paper and really release that which no longer serves me in my highest good and 
let mm-hmm. it transmute into the sky and let mm-hmm. the universe take care of it. Right. Clearing rituals are so good. Uh, just to mention a few real quickly, you can um, you can write a, uh, all the things down that you don't want in your life anymore and you can burn them. Um, you can like just crumple it. If you don't have a place to burn, you can like crumple it up or tear it up and throw it in the trash. Um, we at Awaken Life School, we're always inviting people to really um, wish for the best good for everyone. So harm to none in your in your journey of clearing um, and being willing to have loving and honest conversations. Let people know around you that may be triggered by you doing some inner work that you're there for them too, that just because you're choosing you or learning these new rituals, it doesn't mean that you don't want them in your life or you don't care about them. Um, sometimes very simple, gentle conversations like that, especially if people are not used to kind of like these witchy ways, um, can just really help them to feel um, just like that they get to come along in your journey of learning how to clear energy and how to manifest. It's really helpful. We did want to mention a couple of quick things around space clearing um, crystals, right? So you had a practice that you were going to share about um, what crystals you like for clear, keeping your space clear in your home. Uh, yeah. Every uh, first thing, everyone's different. Everyone connects to um, the energy of a crystal differently. Um, I am, I mostly work with selenite, um, which is a really peaceful, calming um crystal and you can make grids within your home to really just hold that intention of um, what you want in your space. So I have selenite in my bedroom and, you know, I'm really keeping my, my bed space and my sleep space sacred and there's no fighting in my room. There's, you know, nothing negative or toxic within, within my sleeping area. So the selenite I love it. protects that energy. I love it. That I'm calling in. The first time I was given selenite, it was to like clear chakras. So it's really good crystal to have in your pocket. Just run through your center, run over your body. Um, you know, this whole topic on like carrying other people's energy is so interesting because in a way, like nothing really belongs to us and we're all made up of each of particles of life from the same ancestors. So like I'm looking at Janet has these like striking blue eyes and I have blue eyes. And I recently learned that somewhere between six and 10,000 years ago, there was one ancestor who mutated and blue eyes came to be. And they found that before those time, that time there was no one with blue eyes and it was just one ancestor. And it just reminds me, you know, how like one person can affect a whole lineage of life. Anyway, I tend to kind of go all over the place and like get cosmological when we start talking about energy and where things come from. But um, just understand that even if it doesn't come from you and it's not your fault and you didn't consciously choose it, you can do something about it, right? So I also like, um, like black tourmaline is a really good way to protect. But we also work like at Awakened Life School, we work with, um, um, you know, making sure that you are um, taking responsibility for for your life no matter what and not putting up walls in your process. I, th- I, I think if I can leave one thing um, about energy clearings, it's about 
opening up the space so that you can relax and feel safe and open and not be putting up walls of protection. Walls of protection keep you from intimacy and intimacy keeps a cold, um, disjointed frequency, right? Like how could musicians all play together and create miraculous sound if there were sound walls around each musician? The energy flows freely through the air. And so especially in COVID time, there's all these walls up. Find the people you can exchange energy. If it's one person, if it's three people, if it's five people, you know, share your energy, share your cells, share your food, share your breath. Don't completely isolate yourself. That's not healthy because we are part of an intricate living system that's dependent on the biodiversity of our world, of our racial diversity, of our plant diversity, of our cultural diversity. Um, for us to thrive. That's how ecosystems thrive and not through monocropping. So, you know, don't sterilize your life, like keep your plants in your garden, keep good bacteria in your gut, you know, be in diversity in your life, mix up, try new things. Don't just work with one plant or one oil or one crystal, you know, get creative and play with the different energies and see what feels strengthening for you and what feels clearing for you because we all have this unique um, connection to the sacred. We all have our own connection to the sacred. So if you want help finding that, we have a couple of great offerings. Um, One thing is um, I'm going to be leading a five-day challenge in April of 2021 on um, Energy Detox Lab. And so that will be in the Facebook group, um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Awakened Life Tribe. So you guys can go there um, or make sure you get on my email list at narinigaya.com. And we will be starting a 12 theme embodiment training, which teaches you how to both clear your energy, work through your family karmic issues and start to learn how to own all your shit so you can manifest magic and then start calling in things with a clear palette, a clear slate, because on the other time of clear energy, on the rather the other side of clear energy, like Janet mentioned in the beginning, is manifesting your vision and creating this like epicness in your life, which is much easier to do when your energy is clear. Any final words that you want to share, my friend? I believe one last thing would be it's it's always important to try new things and and be creative and so just you know make great intentions and beautiful things will happen yay thank you so much so good thank you so much everyone and we can't wait to hear what you think make sure you go over to the facebook page and um Share any feedback and thoughts and questions that you have about energy, energy clearing. I hope we were able to answer everything for you. And we look forward to seeing you again really soon. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, and I sure hope you did, You can listen to Awaken Life Radio wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. To join the conversation, hop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Awakened Life Tribe. You can join us there 
and share any thoughts, feelings, insights, or questions that you have from listening to Awaken Life Radio, and we can interact and connect more. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Namaste.